0: God is so good. Um, he continues to be good. And uh, we're just coming back from a couple week vacation, and I feel healthy, ready to rock, ready to go. Our family uh, is so thankful for a house um, that can continue on because it's not built around a man, it's built around the presence of God and who He is. And so thank you for our staff that came alongside. And, uh, Dave, can we just give it up for our pastoral staff, our, our staff here, our volunteers? They're incredible. And we're thankful for them. Um, we're thankful that to, for some time to get away and, uh, and, and do some things. We were able to take our children to Washington DC and show London Disney World uh, via London style, which is history of presidents. Very funny seeing Washington DC through London's eyes rather than our eyes. I would sleep when my parents took me to Washington DC because it was so boring. London was on the verge of tears in front of Abraham Lincoln and his memorial. Uh, we got to George Washington's memorial and she's like, oh my word, I can't believe that I'm in the presence of George Washington's memorial. I'm like, oh, what does this even mean? I mean, like, what did he even do? Like, dude, she knows it all. She, we, walked into, uh, we walked into one of the museums and she's standing there with all the president's wives' dresses. She doesn't even know what to do with herself because there's Miss there's Reagan's dress. I'm like, who, what, who, what, why? I don't understand. She's like journaling and picture taking. And she's like, oh my word, I'm going to live with this moment forever. And I'm like, we can come back. We're only an hour and 50 minutes away. It's good. You're good. You're going to be fine. Oh my word. She, I'm telling you, she's getting herself ready for a, a seat in government. <laughs> don't you worry. Yeah, we are. the future is in good hands. The future is in good hands as long as we train and teach here. My only job with her, I'm not worried about teaching her president stuff. She's got that on her own. My only job is to teach her kingdom minded things. So as long as she does what she wants to do, kingdom minded, the world will be changed. And so that's what we do. We come alongside. That's why we launched the Powerplace Academy, because we want to build kingdom minded kids so that they can do whatever. You don't have to do ministry. Ministry is everywhere. That's one thing I tell my kids all the time. You know, Romans like, dad, when will I take over the church? I'm like, man, dude, you probably will never. (laughs) If you say at this rate, never. (laughs) Okay, let's let's have a real moment. Let's lean in here. Let's lean into this honest conversation. You continue to live this way. You're never going to take over the church. (laughs) My genuine heart. My genuine heart is if you're not called to ministry, then that's not your place. I want you where God wants you. So if God's calling you to ministry, that's great. It might be overseas. I'm not sure. Don't look at daddy. Look at God and say, God, what do you have for me? So you parents need to be, be you know, some, some dads build a business just to hand it off. Be careful because it's God's agenda, not ours. And so we're, all we're doing is stewarding what God's handed us. As long as it's a God vision, it's a right vision. And so we just want to empower the next generation to say, listen, what's in your future is huge. And I'm here to come alongside of you and teach you and train you like the arrow that you've been placed in my bow. And you're going to go and do things for the kingdom of God. Amen. 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 Oh, I love it. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about supernatural joy, supernatural joy. Look at your neighbor and say supernatural joy, supernatural joy. Joy in Greek is a uh, hada, and uh, it, it, it stands for joy, delight. Gladness, exhilaration, rejoicing. Exhilaration ooh, and rejoicing. When I have joy, I automatically want to rejoice. It's not something that I can hide, it's something that I have to let out. In 1 Thessalonians 5:16, it says, rejoice always. That's the verse. Verse 16. Rejoice always. Always. Verse 17. Pray continually. Hmm. This goes back to Pastor Gray's word. He does you, and then he teaches you what he's done to you. You start with rejoicing. You pray continually. That's why you're rejoicing. And then verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Meaning... My happiness, the the joy of life, doesn't come uh, just because I'm in good circumstances. It comes in all circumstances. I'm not circumstantially based. It's not, oh, I'm having a good day, so therefore I'm going to wear a smile. No, it's I choose. I choose joy because joy is supernatural. Yeah, it's good. David said in in Psalms uh, 16, verse 11, You make known to me the path of life. There's no doubt in the way he wrote this. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Let me read that again. You make known to me the path of life. God was clearly leading him. God wants to lead you in the same way. You make known to me the path of life. That means he has your tomorrow plan. You just got to ask him what it is. And then he'll lead you right into it. Uh, you know, No more Christians walking around being like, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I'm nervous. I'm worried. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure that he'll show me at some point. No, no, no. You make known to me the path of life. That's a promise. That's, that's what he's leaning into there. He's leaning into, hey, I know that you're clear. I'm the confused one, so I lean into your clarity. I know that you're clear and I'm confused, so I lean into your clarity. You will, will, emphasis on will, you will fill me with joy, where? In your presence. This is why we talk about daily encountering, because when you get daily in his presence, you all of a sudden automatically apply joy. It comes automatically when you're in his presence. With eternal pleasures at your right hand. This is good news. When we get in His presence, He brings clarity and confusion goes and joy is applied. Practical advice supernatural joy is found in His presence. Just want to make sure that's clear. That's practical advice. That's super simple. Okay? Supernatural joy is found in His presence. What is the difference between joy and supernatural joy? What's the difference? Well, joy only comes from God, so joy is supernatural. Joy is supernatural. Happiness comes when something happens. Joy comes from the Lord, so joy is supernatural. So, you know, when we start talking, it's like, hey, we're going to talk about supernatural joy. Whoa, what is supernatural joy? Well, joy is supernatural don't think too much. This is, these are the teachers that I love. I love the teachers that are like, hey, don't overthink. I'm like, great. That's what I'm good at. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's, that's like my key spot right there. Joy is supernatural because joy is from God. So joy in and of itself is a gift from him and only him. You don't get joy when you buy a new house. That's just happiness. That house is going to get old. It's going to depreciate. Well, not right now. It's actually going to, going to go through the roof. But, but those things, those things they, they go away. You can buy a new car. Man, that's a great, that's a great day. You know, whoo, I got a new car. This is, it smells so good. It takes one month for your children to ride with you for that car not to smell the same. If you're riding my sister's car, it smells like McDonald's fries. Maybe it's because they're all underneath the seat. I'm not Sure. But here's the thing. We lean into this thing where it's it's man. I'm just trying to find joy. I'm just trying to find man. Where do I how do I host? How do I house? Where do I how do I get that super? No, no, no. It's in his presence. Joy is in his presence. Man, you really been hammering joy this year. Yeah, because this year is a year of joy. It's prepping us for what's coming and we're we're resting in this position of joy saying, Lord, all we want to do is be in your presence. So when we're in your presence, we get joy. That's why we can walk around with a smile on our face all the time. Because we choose joy because we choose daily encounters. So through daily encounters, we get it. Psalms 5 verse 11, it says, but let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Refuge, a condition of being safe or sheltered from danger. When you come underneath him as an umbrella, you say, Lord, I'm coming underneath your shelter. All of a sudden, in that, I'm glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Oh, that's, that's Roman Hollis in, in a nutshell. He just sings all day. And we don't know what he's saying. You can't make it out. He's in the shower, and all you hear is, Dad, you're good. Whoa, we're getting it right there. He's like, Dad, and he hit, hitting the walls. And we're like, Roman, I'm on the phone. He's like, sorry. But, but he, just, he lives in that moment. He's just getting it. I love that because there's joy in singing. Well, I don't know how to sing. That don't matter. And nowhere in the Bible does it say that you only sing if you're good at singing. Nowhere. It just says sing for joy. Sing for joy. Make a loud shout in his presence. Well, I like to be reserved in worship because you know I don't want to I don't want to offend anybody. This house is offensive. Join in. <laughs> we don't choose to uh, offend. His Bible does. So we just choose to read it. And when we read it, people get offended. That's okay. My job is not to worry about every individual person. Be like, are you happy? Okay. All right. Okay. Are you happy? All right. Did I do a good job at stroking you? Okay. Are you all right? No, 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 no. That's not the job. The, the calling of God is to read his word, obey it and disciple other people to it. So when we do that, yeah, on the way you get offended, I get offended. I read the word. I'm like, Lord, you had to put that in there. I, it, it's daily. Daily, when I'm reading my word, I'm like, oh, I feel so challenged. Challenging words from the Lord are good. It's a good thing. You want that in your life. If you don't have anybody in your life that's challenging you, you have the wrong friends. If you don't have anybody that's calling you to a new level, a greater level, you have the wrong set of friends. If they're just okay with you being okay, that's not okay. That's That's a bummer for you. Because in 50 years, all you're gonna have is the stories of you just being mediocre. No, get some people around you that call you to greatness that are like, hey, I noticed something. What? I'm offended. Good. That's a good place to be. Listen, I've noticed some things in you. And I want to call you to a new level. Let's bring you up. I'm gonna hold the crown here, you rise to it. I'm not gonna lower the crown. All children are not good children. They have to be trained, okay? All children are not good children, okay? Hear me, okay? We need to train them. Some of you need to do better work. I'm just kidding, slightly. My kids love me, okay? They love me. When I hug them or cuddle them, they love it. They love me. When I teach them things, they love it. Uh, when I take walks with them or, or tucking them into bed at night and I'm praying with them, uh, they love it. When I correct them, all of those things are not void. They love me when I'm, when I'm hugging on them and when I'm loving on them and, and, and when we're hanging out and we're, and we're watching a movie or something and we're, and we're just jiving and, and hanging out and we're cheesing we're together and it's like, oh, this is so great. And then when I correct them, all of those things that I've done before that, they're not void. Real parents will teach their children consistently because consistent biblical training constantly. Okay, so if you missed the consistent at the beginning, constantly is love. Is love. And this is why a lot of children today don't feel loved because they're a burden to the house. Rather than being shifted and trained and and taught consistently, there's a. I already know I got mom. She's three tries. So after three tries, she's gonna give up. And dad, he's annoyed on try one. So we got four tries. After that, I'll be able to get my way. And kids just know how to work it. Rather than us being consistent as parents, staying in the fight and be like, no, my no is no. My yes is yes. This is how it is. This is where we roll. You can go to mom. She agrees with me. Okay, we're on the same page. It's called team. We became one. Hello. Okay, rather than that, no, the new age, everybody's like, oh, mom didn't say yes. I'm going to dad. Dad's like, well, I don't know. I've been sitting here all day. I don't know. What do you want to do? And he's like, I know that unity is everything. And so we come into unity and we teach and train consistently And remember, parents, training and teaching consistently is love. Practical advice correction is received when humility is present. Correction is received when humility is present. Ah, when we humble ourselves, what happens? God corrects us because he loves us. Let me pass your parents for a second. In this moment of consistently, biblically correcting your kids, the true sign of love is in your correction. You can can be your kid's best friend. Might be your biggest downfall. You become your kid's best friend just know that on the other side of that, when you correct, there'll be a lot of resistance there. When you become the head of the home, mother, father, you come into a place of leadership. You are friends with correction. It's what the father wants. It's what he wants. In Proverbs twenty nine seventeen, it says, discipline your children and they will give you peace. This is so good. I want peace. Anybody else want peace? Yeah. Anybody else? Do <laughs> you want peace? Join me in my pursuit of peace. Discipline your children. <laughs> this is good. This is good news. Check it out. I love this part. They will bring you the delights you desire. Yeah. What? So, wait a second. So, what you're saying is by disciplining my child, biblically, by biblically disciplining my child, I get delights that I desire. I'll take a round of peace. Take a white chocolate mocha and some Krispy Kreme donuts, please. Because all the delights that I desire, I get peace and the delights. Sure, I'll take it all. Like this is this is what, what, what God is talking about. I'm, I might be talking to some parents that are exhausted this morning. Daily encounters with the Lord matter. Daily encounters is where you get your strength back. I don't even know if I got a half an amen right there. Let me, let me help you here. Parents that are exhausted, daily encounters are where you get your strength back for the fight. Remember, it's a fight for our children. We're fighting for our children because someone else is fighting for them too. The devil wants your child. The devil wants your home. The devil wants your marriage. If you're split in your marriage and have different opinions and different ideas, then your children are going to feel it and your home is going to disintegrate. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants it. You want the joy of the Lord? Come in unity. You want to teach your children the joy of the Lord? Come in unity. Watch what God does with supernatural joy being planted on your home through unity. Oh, he'll do it. And he'll do it in you and through you. John 21, verse four says, early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends. Haven't you any fish? That's offensive right there. I'm a fisherman. How dare you ask that? No, they answered. (laughs) I can just picture this response. You know, they're out there like, no. Okay. Really? No. He's like, he said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. I love the fact that at this point, they didn't know that it was Jesus. So they're listening to a random pedestrian on the shore. And you know, they're all out there like, I mean, it's worth a shot. We've been out here all night. (laughs) I was ready to give up three hours ago. When they did, they pulled the net, threw it in on the right side. They were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. The Bible says 153 large fish. Now, what's the definition of large? I'm not sure. All you fishermen that exaggerate the size of your fish, I'm not sure what that is. I know for sure that the Bible doesn't exaggerate anything. 153 large fish. They're dragging these fish in from the obedience of listening to someone on shore, just being like, hey, listen, we're done with all our options. Let's do this thing. Oh, it says in Psalms, weeping may endure for a night, But joy, but joy comes in the morning. Oh man, we've been out here all night. Yeah, but, but I want you to have the catch of your life. So fish again, fish again. I'm here to tell some people this morning, fish again. You're giving up because you haven't caught anything. And the Lord wants you to know this morning, fish again, take your net out throw it out on the other side of the boat, fish again. It's time to go back to the water, get your net, and cast it out. Because fishing again, God is promising you the catch of your life. I'm telling you that this morning, when God started to put this on my spirit, I'm like, oh, Lord, what could happen if we fished again? What could happen if if, if we just decided, hey, I know I've walked through a lot. I know there's been a lot. I know that right now I'm not feeling very joyful. But I know that the promises of God are yes yes. And amen. So today I choose to be obedient. I'm going to take that net. I'm going to throw it on the other side. And you watch, Lord, as my obedience brings reward. Fish again. Look at your neighbor and say, fish again. It's morning time. It's time to rejoice. Let's fish again. Paul's writing in Philippians. He's writing From prison, there's these moments. In Philippians 1, verse 3, it says, I thank God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Now, understand his circumstance. His circumstance doesn't call for joy. His circumstance calls for frustration and offense and being angry. I don't deserve this. I always pray with joy, verse five, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Verse seven, it is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel. All of you sharing God's grace with me. Ooh, what? No, 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 no. This this isn't right. You, You shouldn't be thinking this way. You shouldn't be feeling this way. But God, verse eight, God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. Let me pause here. Church, it's time we get hungry for more of him. It is time we'd stop living on everybody else's faith and stop coming to church and just relying on that one sermon to carry us through the week. It's time that we get hungry for his word to dig in deep and find areas of God that we don't know exist. Have you ever found God's grace before? If you're saved, you have. If you've ever messed up, you have. God's grace is so good. And there's areas of of God that I want to encounter on a daily basis. And I want to find out who he is daily and daily have the blinders taken off in a new area. He's so good. He's so good. Verse 10, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. So he's bringing light to the fact that my suffering is for a purpose and a reason. (laughs) His mind is in a great position and place right now because he's even saying, here being shackled in prison, here being uh, uh, taken advantage of, I shouldn't be here. I didn't do anything for this. I don't deserve this, but I am here to advance the gospel. So if this is what my calling is, I'm okay with it. Oh, what would happen to the church if we got that mentality? We get one bruise and we're like, Lord, I will never, ever again you don't have my trust. (laughs) And here he is shagging up and he's like, hey, if this is my calling to advance your kingdom, I'm in. I will be here. I will be obedient. You have my voice. You have my hand. And I'm going to write so that generations to come can see the goodness of God, even in amongst the circumstances that I'm currently in. It doesn't look like a circumstance I should be raising in. It doesn't look like a circumstance I should be rejoicing in. But remember, joy comes from the Lord. And since I'm daily encountering you, I'm finding joy. And so I'm able to rejoice no matter where I'm at. Yeah. Yes. Yes, your circumstance might look like prison. Yes, your circumstance. It might be weighty right now. Your home might be a heavy place right now. It's okay to rejoice. Can I give you permission? It's okay to rejoice even in amongst the pressure. Even in amongst the pressure right now. I don't know what's happening with your family. Maybe you got drama going on. Maybe you got bills that can't be paid. Rejoice. Well, that sounds kind of weird. I know. I know. I know. Try it. Rejoice. Lord, I trust you. You see, it's faith. It's faith. And when I have faith, my circumstances don't determine anything. Because I have faith, my circumstances don't determine anything. So my faith drives me through and joy is just applied because I'm in his presence. So therefore I can rejoice and I choose to rejoice. Verse 13, as a result... It has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. (laughs) The word will get out. The word will get out. I'm in chains for Christ. He is CFC. That was his company. CFC. Chains for Christ. So want to buy a T-shirt. I'm in chains for Christ, but you can buy a T-shirt. It's how you fund me. That's my business calling right there. CFC. Wall's about ready to fall, sign. Get on board. Fund, fund the kingdom. I, I, I know that the word got out, so his company was birthed without his involvement. He's in chains. Oh, word got out. CFC is launching. Get ready, because I heard there's a rumble coming, and the prison doors are going to open. And not only is he going to be released, but every I heard, I just heard. I heard that they're taking over social media. Things are happening. There's a movement starting. And you better watch out because CFC is about ready to hit the ground. Do you understand? Like, bring it into 2023. Stop reading the Bible like it's ancient times and start applying it to where we are. This happens now. See, you'll never be in a spot where you can write a Bible story for yourself because you're always looking back thinking the Bible stories are ancient and they're never going to happen again. No, write current Bible in your life. Hey, I'm going to read this and apply it to where I'm at. If he was there, bound up in chains, launching a business from chains for chain, for Christ, come on, I can do the same. Lord, what are you calling me to do? Even in amongst my circumstance where I'm feeling chained up, tied up, hurting, pressure, pain, even in amongst this, Lord, what do you want to birth from this? I know you're that good. I've got faith in you. So from my position, what do you want me to do and so we continue to drive in we continue to drive in and God is glorified verse 14 and because of my chains most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear come on that's a testimony in and of itself because he is able to get the word out and he's starting to disciple people from prison verse 15 it is true That some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does it matter? Oh, this is so good. What does that matter? Yeah, they want to destroy me. What does that matter? Yeah, they're spreading gossip and lies. But what does that matter? You know what? I'm going to choose to take an off season. I'm, I'm going to get off. I, I don't need to defend myself. God will. It says in the Bible, you stay silent. I'll fight for you. So why do I go around trying to defend myself? Well, have you heard what they're saying about you? Yeah, I heard in a roundabout way. I'm not. I'm not it doesn't really bother me. People are going to talk. And when we get this position, it's... I, what does that matter? Is that kingdom-based? Are we going somewhere with this? Are we trying to end somewhere? Or are you just trying to shut? No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. So we're just continuing to drive on. The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. I love this. And because of this, I rejoice. There's joy. I just got done telling you that everybody's after you and they're trying to like false and what? And they're trying to. No, 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 no. I rejoice. It's not circumstance based. I rejoice. I choose to rejoice. Some of you need to choose to rejoice. Or maybe you just need to remind your face that you're happy. I don't know. But you need to choose to rejoice. You need to choose it. Being in his presence. Yes. He goes on. Yes. Oh, and I will continue to rejoice. This is put here for me. This is put here for you to read and be like, wait, wait, wait. So you're going to choose, even in amongst all this, to continue to rejoice. You're putting it down as a staple, being like, yeah, I choose to rejoice. And I'm just in case you're, you're wondering or doubting me, I'm going to continue to rejoice. Ooh, verse nineteen. For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my. Deliverance, prophetic moment, prophetic moment, prophetic moment. He starts prophesying into his deliverance. Bound up, sitting in jail, all oh, shackles on. He's like, "For my deliverance, yeah." Oh, I like that. I'm gonna write that in bold. Deliverance. Actually, he's chiseling. I don't know how he wrote, but anyways. So now he's starting to prophesy through his writings. He's like, I know how good God is. He's not circumstance-based, so I'm not going to be circumstance-based because who God is, I need to be. He's my father training me. So if I come underneath it, the moment God corrects us, we're like, I'm out. It's so common. The church hates correction. And when God starts to be like, hey, ah, I'm going to expose some things. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was in this just for your grace and love. I thought this was church of 2023. I'm sorry. I was confused. I just wanted grace and love and to be able to do everything that I used to do. I didn't know that I had to change things and come under your. Ooh, I don't know if I like that, Lord. You mean I have to change some things like like what I like my normal life, like what I do like on a daily? Oh, oh, no, no, no. I just I I was choosing you because it was comfortable in the moment with people all around me. I just wanted to say, Lord, you can have me. For the for the moment of Sunday morning from the the time of 930 to whenever they choose to stop. That's that's what I was giving you permission to, Lord. I'm sorry. I wasn't giving you permission to come in. Correct. That's offensive. So deuces. This this is where we live. This is the church of today. Whoa, 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 whoa. If my children looked at me and were like, excuse me, Dad, um, I know you birthed me and everything. Well, actually, Mom did, but whatever. That's beside the point. Uh, was, I mean, we do need to clarify. It's 2023. So moms. Okay. Anyways, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. So yeah. You know, I know you guys did that whole thing and, and I'm here and everything, but I never gave you permission to correct me. I'd be like, son, there's the door. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Deuces. You can't come under my, you can't come under my leadership. Then you don't deserve to live here. Oh, that's so harsh. No, it's reality. And reality is you don't want to fall into alignment with him and come under his correction and be obedient. Then you don't deserve the blessings. Oh, and I know this is I know this is like super like, whoa, man, you're just pushing on some things. No, let me help you here. Come under alignment and say, Lord, what do I need to change? Because all I want to do is please you, and when I want to please you, I want to fall in alignment with you. So what needs to go from my life because it's hindering me from getting close to you? Now you start asking the right questions, and the right questions are, Lord, how can I come underneath your leadership rather than, Lord, what can I do and stay good with you? No, 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 no. I hate that question. Oh, yeah, but can I do this? If you have to ask, but can I do this, it's probably not a good this. Okay. All right. We understand. Well, how many can I have before? Well, how do I can I say if you have to ask a question? If you have to ask a question, if you can, you probably shouldn't. It's like calling the IRS and being like, I see there's a number that I owe you. Now, now, do I have to pay all of it? (laughs) Do I owe you the whole amount? Or can I just get away with owing you what I think I owe you? Which, I mean, let's be honest, IRS, you're overcharging me on a lot of areas. And so I'm going to choose to give you this amount rather than this amount. What would the IRS say? They wouldn't say anything. They'd show up in a lot of black suburbans and they would take you to jail. No, no lie. Last year I called my tax organizer. I'm like, hey man, I just wanted to know what, you know, what this looks like. And can I do this? He goes, listen, Isaiah, are there black suburbans out front? (laughs) No lie. This is my tax organizer. And I was like, no. And he goes, then you're good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You have a great day. See ya. (laughs) What you need to understand is ask the right questions. Lord, how do I please you? Not Lord, what can I get away with? Because here's the thing, all this going back to supernatural joy, 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 and joy, joy, joy. You know, we can sing it all day. We can sing. It's a house song, and I love it, and it's great, and this is this is a beautiful thing. And oh my word, we can sing joy all day. But if you're out of obedience, you're going to be just like, ooh, just like the story of Elijah and the altar and the calf in the water, calling on fire, you're going to be like the first people that went. Just dancing around singing for no good reason. Because if you're not living obedient, you're calling on something that doesn't answer back. Hear me. Fall into alignment. So if you're asking questions about what can be and what can't be, number one, go before the Lord. Lord, I want to please you, how can I please you? That's number one. Number two, don't ask stupid questions. (laughs) Can we put that up there? (laughs) It's funny, sometimes my kids will ask me questions, I'll be like, hey, listen, all questions are, are allowed, but that to me is a stupid question. Because I don't, think, I don't think that there's any reason to answer that. So let's talk about that. It's funny. We just, we just did this a couple weeks ago. And I, I like how, giving kids weight in thinking through things. Uh, I, you know, when, when I'm talking to children, it just in, in general, and they ask questions, it's like, wait a second, you're blaming someone else for your actions. Yeah, but they said to do it. Okay. That's great. That's on them. The action is on you. So we're we're walking in this thing where, man, we're just trying to find that supernatural joy. No, that's easy. It's in his presence. It's the obedient side that's tough. Joy is easy because that's in his presence. It's the obedience to get there that's tough. For, For some of us in the room, maybe we're at three encounters a week. Did you know that there's seven days in a week? (laughs) I know I couldn't believe it either. That means seven encounters. Now, I didn't take out notice. I didn't take out Sunday because you still need to be personally encountering him. Oh, but I thought that was no, no, no. Encounter him in the morning before you come. That way, when you come, you're in a place and ready to receive rather than be like, wonder what they're going to say today. this might be our last one. (laughs) You never know. I heard there's other drinking churches down the road. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Hear me, hear me. Encounter the Lord first so that you're ready to receive. Encounter the Lord before you go into a conversation with your wife or husband. You want joy? Start encountering his presence for joy before you go into a a hard conversation with your husband or wife. Hey, we need to talk about the bills. <laughs> you <know? laughs> How you did not just say that word. So now you're coming into alignment with joy being like, Hey, let's talk about the money. Let's talk about what's going on. What's coming in. Let's talk about this stuff. This is a good conversation. Man, this is great. I feel such a joy in talking about finances today. It's like, I feel so light. Well, what, did, what changed his presence? Supernatural joy is so easy. We make it this complicated, achieving thing. Supernatural joy is so easy in his presence. Okay, let's, uh, let's, let's let's go on. Verse 20. I eagerly expect and hope that I will know in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or death. For to me, to live is Christ. And to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. He's chained up. I love it. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. (laughs) What a mentality. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. I'm going to stay in the fight. Yes, I want to go. I want to be with Jesus. But for you, I need to stay. Because God has called me to lead and to train and to disciple you. And since I'm going to stay, we're going to start gathering and building each other up. And now all of a sudden, you're going to face something and be like, nope. I remember Paul's in chains writing about the joy of the Lord. I can encounter that too. Boom, changed, discipled, trained, taught. My circumstance doesn't determine my my joy. My joy starts to shift my circumstances. Now, no longer am I a wavering wave that's just all over the place, and I'm a person, oh, I'm just being tossed back and forth, which the Bible warns us about. Now I've become a steady rock saying, I find my joy in you and you alone. And so, therefore, I am a son of the Most High and cannot be shaken by the things of this world. There's joy in praying, Philippians one four. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. There's joy in suffering, Philippians 1.19. For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. There's joy in suffering. You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta notice it. You gotta look for it and find it. There's joy and humility. Philippians 2 2. Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one of mind. Humility. Humility is huge. We talked about this a lot. Humility is the foundation of growth. Humility is the foundation. Once we become humble, God can move. When pride is removed, God can come in and correct. There's, there's that humility that goes along with growth. If you don't have humility, growth can't exist. Joy in the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit and his work in us and through us. Philippians 3 verse 1. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again. And it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision. We who serve God by his spirit who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. Oh, I love this. Though I myself have reason for such confidence. If someone else thinks they have reason to put uh, confidence in the flesh, I have more. I have more reasons to remove confidence from flesh and put confidence in him. You think you got reasons to put confidence in flesh? No, 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 no. I have more. Joy is not circumstantial. Faith that the Lord will take care of you no matter the situation will bring joy. We like to steward prophetic words over this house. Heard a story from a friend about a dam breaking and felt an instant rush in my spirit and saw a vision of a a dam built around this, this city and this church being a wrecking ball to the dam. I've since graduated from that, and I now don't see a dam around this city. I see a dam around this region. And I want you to know, as the pastor of this house, we're on full go mode for this region. This house is a house that hosts revival, and that revival will be the wrecking ball to take out that dam. And the dam is in the process of breaking over this region, and the water is about ready to rush. And no one will be safe from that water. You will feel it and encounter it. And I know that God is bringing it on this house like never before. He is in the process of prepping and getting ready his people for battle. We are in a prepping season right now getting ready. And so that's why we talk about the joy of the Lord, because you're going to need it where we're going. (laughs) You're going to need it where we're going. You're going to need to take care of yourself and not be bottle fed with where we're headed. You're going to need to get into your word daily and start to empower and encourage yourself with his word because where we're going, you're not going to be able to have time to get into quick bottle feeding. Just come to church, get empowered so you can go out. No, 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 no. No, this, this is this is good, but this isn't only. Can't be only. Can't be only this. You you got to start empowering yourself, getting in your word, letting God speak to you through those daily encounters, letting those things happen, getting the joy getting that supernatural joy so that when you come into this house, it's like, where are we going? Ooh, where are we going? Because I'm ready. I've got like nine prophetic words that God's already given me faces for. I am ready. I'm ready to go. You better watch out. Don't anybody get in my way because I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm ready to go. That's the kind of army that God's raising up. That's the kind of, that's the kind of army. Yeah, you can celebrate that. This region needs God. And even more, this region needs joy. This region needs joy. Like bad. Like like really bad. There is a freedom in his presence that this region has to experience. And they're not going to experience it if you keep your mouth shut about it. So we have to become supernatural joy talkers. Let me tell you about joy. Let me tell you about what he's doing. Let me tell you about what he's, what he's been doing in me. Let me tell you about my daily encounter. Let me tell you about my testimony. Let me, let me share with you just a little bit about, about what God's doing in my personal walk. Because the joy of the Lord is so heavy in my home. When we walk in, me and my wife, it's just we just start to laugh because it's like, man, the Lord is so good. Well, yeah, but I thought there was some, some stuff that was going on. Yeah, yeah, but it's not circumstantially based. So, so we're good. <laughs> we're good. That's, I'm not worried about that. The joy of the Lord is in my home. Oh, it's so good. So we start living in that area. We start living in that position saying, Lord, this is, this is what you've called for me to do. And I'm going to live there in the park uh, behind my house. uh, I'll I'll spend mornings running over at the park. Not a lot. Okay. I'm not a runner. Don't call me a runner, but I I run over that prey and whatnot. And there's this area of the park path that there's these tree roots from this massive tree that have gone underneath and are starting to break the blacktop. And so what the park has done, instead of fixing the problem, Uh, they come in with white spray paint and they spray it on either side and then they just put lines over. So it's like a warning sign because that's easier, right? I mean, my word, that'd be a lot of work. So, so let's just go to Walmart and spend $5 on a can of paint so we can put this, you know, there's three of them. And uh, it's funny because we've lived there for a while now and they've gotten bigger. But they always remember to redo the paint when it's wearing off. So I just want to make sure we're clear. You know, they're, they're being good stewards of the warning sign. They sprayed these, these tree roots so that you don't trip, so they can't get sued, you know? I was running over them a couple weeks ago, and as I ran over them, I felt my, in my spirit the Lord say, "This, this is what we do." It's like, okay, you're gonna have to expound a little bit more on that than just that. He said, "This, this is this is what this is what a lot of my people are doing. They're warning people of, of the problems in their life, but they're not fixing them. That's heavy." He said, "Yeah, well, the problem is." it's a lot easier to go buy that $5 spray paint can than it is to actually uproot this thing and do a new path. That would take work. So we can sit here all morning and talk about supernatural joy and finding it and being in his presence, but it's gonna take work. And are you ready to hit your knees and work? I'm calling the church this morning to a new place of leadership in your home. If I were to come into your home this week, would I see warning signs? Would I see fresh blacktop? And I know that's a really invasive question. I, I, I think that the greatest questions we can ask are those that might offend. Because when I actually step back and and look at my life and look at the the pathways that I've created in my life and the, the areas that I feel like God is taking me to, when I actually look at those things and say, man, Lord, look, look at how many warning signs I've thrown up rather than fixing the problem. So my conversation piece just becomes, well, yeah, we don't talk about that because I have past hurt in that area. Well, have you ever, have we ever talked about it? Have you ever dealt with it? Have you ever exposed it? Because the enemy wants you to shut up about it. But God wants to expose it so that you can bring light to it, so that you can share about it, so that can be your testimony, so that other people can be changed by your story. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 take back that spray paint can. Let's do some work. Let's have some conversations. And all of a sudden, those things, those walls that you built up start to break down. And you start to feel and find freedom in, in, in new ways, and you're like, ooh, what is this that, that I'm experiencing? All of a sudden, the joy of the Lord comes in through your daily encounter because you're working on things for the first time, and you're you're starting to redo some things in your life, and all of a sudden, you, you just can't help but to laugh because you feel a, a, a lightness come on you, and it's like, ooh, what is this? I, I've never felt this way. I, I know my circumstances, but but I'm actually working on solving some things that have been messing me up and tripping me up along the way multiple times. And I keep tripping over the same thing and I've, I've tried the warn but I, I, keep, I keep having those things. And God's like, no, 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 we're, we're gonna come in. We're, we're gonna make a new road. We're gonna make a new path. And this is gonna be the area that you're gonna be able to use as a testimony and start to pull on people's heartstrings through discipleship. And God is like, I'm gonna use you in this area. I don't know where you're at this morning as a church, but I do know this, that God wants to come in. He wants to transform your life. He wants to transform your mind. He wants to transform your home. He wants to transform you, husband. He wants to transform you, wife, mom, dad, child, son, daughter. He wants to transform you. and In doing so, time in his presence, supernatural joy will just rest on you. Oh. Worship team, you can join me. Just want you to stay seated for a moment. I want you to close yourself in with the Lord. I just want you to ask this simple question before we enter in, because we're going to have a moment where we enter in. We're going to exalt the Lord, and through exalting the Lord, we're going to find some things this morning. But in this moment, right here in this moment, I just want you to ask the Lord a simple question. Lord, Lord what, are, what are a few of those, those warning signs that I've dropped that I need to, that I need to fix Lord, Lord, what is that in my life? What, what, have I, what, have I, what have I been covering up that's been tripping me up that I need to just get in, take out, and repave? Lord, what is that in my life? Let the Lord start to speak to you for a moment. I feel in this, this moment, God's just going to start to bring things to light. He's going to start to expose some things. Maybe for some of you, you know, the moment that I said it, you're like, I already know. I already know what's holding me up. I already know what's tripping me up. I already know it. I, I, I've been dealing with it for years. For some of you, it's an immediate. For, for others of you, it's, it's, it's going to be this exposing from the Lord. And it's going to be like, hey, this is the area. This is something that you've been tripping up on. This is, this, is, this is what it is. Let God expose that in your life. Let God just take a moment and expose that in your life. just want you to take a moment. Let him bring some things to light. God's working in this moment. As I was preparing, I felt that his presence and pleasure all over this moment. God is working and bringing clarity to any confusion about why you are where you are. Let them start to work. Let them start to work. Let them start to work. Lord, right now, We give you ourselves. Staying seated and keep your eyes closed. I just want you to lift your hands all over this place. And I want you to give yourself to the Lord. Lord, I give you myself. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. Go ahead and just say that out loud. Say, Lord, I give you all of me. I give you every area. I give you every thought. I give you all that I am, Lord. I give you my obedience. Lord, I give you all. All of me. And Lord, right now, I just speak over this house, growth. Growth in Jesus' name. Growth in Jesus' name. Growth in Jesus' name. Growth in Jesus' name.